Kansas State edge rusher Felix and Yudike Uzama could be a surprise first round pick in this year's NFL draft. But should New Orleans Saints fans be excited if he finds his way to the Big Easy? I'll tell you why you should be. And we got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always, making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss the latest episodes. And I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, senior writer and reporter over at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation website, Saints News Network. You can find me Tuesdays in Locked on NFL and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. In today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of the NFL as well, so you know it's for real. Make every moment more. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started today. On today's episode, we are... Uh, on our Thursday track, which is our usual draft prospect day. And today we have a full episode on an edge rusher that I don't feel like I've talked enough about and an edge rusher in this year's class that maybe you haven't heard enough about. And that is Kansas State edge rusher Felix and Yudike Uzama. The first thing we'll discuss is whether or not he should be a first round pick or how you should feel if he's the Saints first round pick in this year's NFL draft. We'll also take a look at his scheme fit and of course, whether or not he's too undersized for New Orleans. But first, let's break it all down and give you a little bit of what you need to know about Felix and Yudike Uzama. So I'll start off here by saying, if Felix and Yudike Uzama is a first round pick for the New Orleans Saints, I ain't gonna be mad. I ain't gonna be a, 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 a shade of mad. Not one drop of melanin will be angry. Nothing about me will be mad if Felix and Yudike Uzama is the first round selection for the New Orleans Saints. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why, but let me address the first thing that's going to come to your mind, which is, but what about his size? Six foot three, 255 pounds when he measured in at the combine or somewhere thereabouts. I think it was like 254. Uh, We'll discuss the size and we'll get to that later. But the first thing that I'll tell you is that the New Orleans Saints need a player like Felix and Yudike Uzama on their defensive line. There is no doubt about that to me. I know that the Saints have a prototype. I know that the Saints have a specific type of build and body type that they like. They like long, they like tall, they like big, they like, you know, uh, 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 lanky, they like all of these things. But to me, Felix and Yudike Uzama is all of those things, but stands at six foot three. We'll get to size here in just a little bit, but let's put that aside for a moment and just talk about him and discuss him as a pass rusher. This is a guy that is extremely polished. He has a pre-snap plan every time that he lines up over on the defensive side and has a Rolodex. Yes, I just referenced Rolodexes in 2023. I understand what I just did there, but he has an entire Rolodex of moves. He has a ton of different moves that he is able to use and that he deploys and that he strings together and that he 
has experience with. He's not making things up on the fly. He's not relying on raw power. He's not relying on speed to power conversion. He has uh, a couple of different pieces. Now, our good friend Keith Sanchez from over at Lockdown NFL Draft is also with the Draft Network. Looking at his scouting report on Felix and Yudike Uzama, he mentions three moves that he has, a two-hand swipe, a jab swipe bull rush, as well as his most, most, quote, effective and explosive move being a rip move, which we see Cam Jordan use a ton. So having a guy that has a plan when he gets to the line of scrimmage, that can execute that plan, that has a string of pass rushing moves and a bunch of reliable moves that he can kind of reach into at any point is a great thing. And that sort of repertoire that he has is unique opposite Cam Jordan. Marcus Davenport was developing when he was drafted into trying to get more pass rushing moves than just the bull rush. Peyton Turner had a bit more in terms of the pass rushing moves that he had, but hasn't really shown that he can develop a pre-snap plan. These are all things that Felix and Yudike Uzama does on a down-to-down basis and has done it throughout his career to the tune of 20 and a half sacks over the course of his career, as well as uh, 26 and a half tackles for a loss. So you see him be both impactful in the pass rushing game, as well as when it comes to the run game. Now, he has a lot to develop still in terms of the run game, but it's all teachable. It's tightness in the lower body it's or below the waist. It is uh, uh, vision into the backfield, things like that. And not vision into the backfield because he's too short to see into the backfield. It's just him being able to see and diagnose what it is that he's seeing that comes with experience, that comes with reps. These are easily adjustable, easily teachable things that are the, quote, concerns when it comes to Felix and Yudike Uzama. But if you want someone that is a very polished pass rusher, if you want somebody that is going to come in with a plan and be an effective and versatile pass rusher, then that's who Felix and Yudike Uzama is. And on top of that, he is also somebody that has a lot of experience moving around the defensive line. I don't think you're going to do that with him at the NFL level, but that six foot three frame that we're talking about comes with 33 plus inch arms. So he absolutely has the frame to add on more weight. So him coming in at 255 means you can probably bulk him up to the 260, 270 area without having to worry about missing much in terms of what he's able to do. Now, uh, he did not run a 40-yard dash in the uh, in at the combine or at a pro day, but he had very explosive numbers in a couple of other spots, a 34-inch vertical, a 10-foot-4-inch broad jump. He did not do the bench, would have loved to have seen his bench reps, uh, but also showed you that he can be a very agile pass rusher as well. And this is where he wins up against offensive linemen. His ability to bend, his ability to run the arc, which is something we'll define here in just a little while when we get to his scheme fit, is undeniable. You see it constantly. This guy is outstanding when it comes to just outplaying offensive linemen and getting around that edge. He ran a short shuttle of 4.34, earning him an 8.11 out of 10 grade on the RAS uh, composite score when it comes to the agility grade, and then also ran a 6.94 three cone, which is a very, very fast time. Coming in sub seven seconds is outstanding. When it comes to the three cone, and especially as a pass rusher, knowing that you can bend and change direction and do all of those things that you have to do in that three cone run is huge. And if you watched him run the uh, the hoop drill at the combine too, he was also really impressive there. But he comes in with an RAS score of 8.72, uh, which does not include a score for 
for strength and does not exclude uh, include a score for uh, speed as well because he didn't run that 40 yard dash so that puts him up there in terms of athleticism at the position so another reason why he fits with the New Orleans Saints so Felix and Yudike Uzama if he ends up being a first round pick let's think back to just a few years ago Peyton Turner goes at the end of the first round who went very soon after him a guy out of Washington Joe Tryon to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers very similar skill set to what Felix and Yudike Uzama brings to the field could he be somebody that creeps into the bottom of the first round because a team like perhaps the New Orleans Saints simply falls in love with his skill set I'll say this to you too if you like guys like Nolan Smith, you should like a guy like Felix and Yudike Uzama. You should also like Derek Hall out of Auburn. You should also like Byron Young out of Tennessee. There's a lot of this mold in the draft. So even if we sit here on this show and fall in love with Felix and Yudike Uzama at 29 or 40, and they don't take him there, there are still players that fit this mold that can be had rounds one through three. So there's still places where a pass rusher of this style that I still think would be a great addition for New Orleans, especially knowing that you're about to be going up against, you can expect about eight different mobile or dual threat quarterbacks in 2023, something that the Saints still haven't really been able to put a cap on. Like having a speed rusher and an agile player like Felix and Yudika Uzama to help you out off the edge there and also be a true designated pass rush specialist for your team because who is that on the roster right now? Ain't nobody. That's one of the reasons why I like Felix and Yudike Uzama as well. So coming up next, we're going to take a look at why the size doesn't have to matter for the New Orleans Saints and that Saints have made picks in the recent past to display that as well. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Healthy and taste amazing. That's the big thing you have to know about these protein bars. They are the best tasting protein bars out on the market. And they're always doing something creative, always messing with science. So let me tell you about what they've done here recently. They have what they call the, I'm going to tell you what it's called, but don't get ahead of me. It's called the strip bar. Stop it. Stop it. What I'm talking about is the coconut brownie strip as well as the cookie as well as the cookie dough strip. So you know how sometimes you get those flavored protein bars, you take a bite into it and there's no flavor, then you take a bite into it and then the flavor is there because it's just kind of like haphazardly dropped chunks of flavor that are on there. No more of that. This time now with Built Bar, Built Bar never had this problem, but they have taken it a step further. A full strip of cookie dough or a full strip of coconut brownie to make sure that every single bite has the same amount of flavor, all covered in 100% chocolate, 15 grams of protein in each of these, 160 uh, calories. Normally, you're talking 17 grams of protein, 140 calories, all single digits in terms of the sugar, despite being covered in 100% real chocolate. Yeah, Built Bar is like that. And now, not only can you find all your favorite Built Bars at Built.com, you can also get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club so that you can get those specialty flavors in one place, but be able to just go and get your built bars whenever you want them. So right now you can head over to Walmart today, head over to the pharmacy pharmacy section, four bar box, cookies and cream, uh, double chocolate bar, as well as coconut puff. Or you can head over to Sam's Club, get that Baker's Dozen 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter puff and churro puff. Don't worry, you can thank me later. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Hey, make sure you don't miss out on tomorrow's episode. We're going to do something new. Thanks to a, uh, a, a viewer, listener of the show here on Locked on Saints. 
We've got a Frenzy Friday mock draft coming up for you. I'm going to figure out what the Frenzy is. But we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And we also have FanDuel Friday, which will be our FanDuel question of the day. So your FanDuel question of the day for tomorrow's episode is, um, will, will Derek Carr throw for more or less than 4,000.5 yards? 0.5 is just to make sure you don't have pushes on these types of uh, these types of odds and props and things like that. But Derek Carr, more than 4,000 yards, less than 4,000 yards. Let me know your thoughts however you want to get them to me, and then we'll discuss in tomorrow's episode. Appreciate you, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Felix and Yudike Uzama is the title, like <laughs> just the, the title card of today's show. Broke down a little bit about who he is, what makes him special, why the Saints could use a pass rusher like that. We'll get to where he fits into the scheme here in just a moment. But first, let's address the concern around his size. So he comes into the combine Weighs in uh, or measures in at six foot three, two hundred fifty five pounds. I was right on the money when I said that earlier. Six foot three, two hundred fifty five pounds. What we know about New Orleans Saints defensive linemen is that they like big. Six foot four, six foot five, six foot six, six foot six. Those are some of the guys that are on the roster right now, uh, and they like uh, weight as well. Two hundred eighty pounds kind of seems to be sort of the uh, 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 average across you know guys like Cam Jordan and. Uh, Carl Granderson, who who bulked up to that size, Peyton Turner, who bulked up to that size, Tono Passigno, who's around that size. Uh, the only exceptions in recent years have been guys like Alquadine Muhammad, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, you look at, of course, when they tried to bring in Noah Spence, when they drafted Marcus Davenport, he was at about 264, and then they bulked him up to 280. So the reason why I'm pointing this out is that where a player is drafted is not necessarily where a player in terms of weight plays in the NFL. These are still growing boys. Like, and, and you're coming to one of the greatest food cities in the country, if not the greatest food city in the country. So if you need to put on a little bit of poundage, you can find it here in the city of New Orleans. Trust me, <laughs> I know. Uh, so when you look at Felix and Yudika Uzama coming in at six foot, six foot three, 255 pounds, how different is that from the Saints' recent drafts? Now, I know you look at guys like Peyton Turner, who were in the 270s, who were, of course, like 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, when they were drafted, all that, I understand. But let's go back a little bit further to 2011 when Cam Jordan was drafted. Cam Jordan came in at 287 pounds, yes, but at six foot four. Now, Cam Jordan comically refers to himself as the smallest guy in the defensive line room, particularly amongst the edge rushers. But it doesn't mean that the Saints have only ever been married to selecting guys that are six foot five, six foot six, 280, 270 pounds. Cam Jordan's an example of 280 pounds, but he's also an example of six foot four. Uh, al Muhammad, who the Saints drafted in that very, very famous 2017 mock draft, a guy that I still think, or not mock draft, but NFL draft, a guy that I still think the Saints could potentially bring back this season, and it would be a good choice, measured in at, measured in at six foot three, 253 pounds, and they drafted him. Now, just as a refresher, Felix and Yudika Uzama, six foot five, six foot three, 255 pounds, right? So very, very close. And al Muhammad, four point 08 was his athletic metric, but he came in in terms of arm length at 33 and a quarter inch arms. Okay, well, Felix uh, and Yudiki Uzama comes in at 33 and a half inch arms. So you can see that the length is there, even though the size might be a little bit different. Now, he's not Cam Jordan, who's got 35 inch arms. Now, there's the, you know, we got we to gotta give Cam uh, credit for that. But let's look also at Trey Hendrickson, a guy who a lot of Saints fans feel like the Saints should have never let walk. Not only was he drafted, by the New Orleans Saints, just outside the top 100 with 32 inch arms. He also came in at six foot four, 266 pounds, barely six foot four, like, uh, you know, a sliver of hair below 
he would have been six foot three, nine, right? So when you look at where Felix Anudike Uzama comes in, he's not that far off of what we've actually seen the Saints invest in. We just pay attention more to Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner. But when you look at Trey Hendrickson, when you look at al Quni Muhammad, when you look at Cam Jordan, these are guys of all different shapes and sizes. And you look at them investing in guys like Noah Spence. You look at them investing in a guy like Zach Bond. Now, I know they invested in Zach Bond and then tried to move him the off-ball linebacker, and that hasn't panned out well. But the Saints have not been shy of saying, we like what this guy can do despite that size, so we'll break the prototype. And I think that that's a situation where the Saints could come in in 2023 and say, okay, Felix Anudike Uzama at 29, Felix Anudike Uzama at 40, maybe the better spot for him. Not a bad selection for them if they feel like he gives them something that they don't have on defense, which he very clearly has to offer. He has everything to offer that the Saints don't currently have on defense, which is that athletic, I can get around the edge, uh, I can run the arc, I can chase down the quarterback, I can make these you know, uh, hard tackles from uh, you know, different angles and, and usually not successful angles. That's something that he does really well as a track down kind of guy. He can do it. And so when I look at where the Saints are lacking, which is something that the Saints have been paying attention to a ton so far this offseason, they were lacking in short yarded situations, both in the red zone and in third and short situations. What they do, they went and got Jamal Williams, who helps them there and gives them, you know, some feasibility in other areas as a running back. They lost both of their defensive tackles, wanted to get better as a pass rushing defensive interior. What they do, they went out and got a guy who is top 10 when it comes to pass rushing, uh, pass rush win rate in uh, Nathan Shepard, and they went and advanced themselves 30 spots in that metric while staying the same in terms of run defense by get, bringing in Colin Saunders to help replace Shy Tuttle. They wanted better play from the quarterback position. They wanted more calm in the pocket. They wanted somebody that was going to be able to make all the pre-call, or excuse me, pre, pre-snap checks, pre-snap calls, all that. They went out and they got Derek Carr, who can get that done. They also wanted to be better in late game situations. Derek Carr, one of the best in the NFL in terms of active quarterbacks in both fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives. So now you're looking at me and saying, hey, the New Orleans Saints could use speed on their defense, but because of his size, you aren't actually looking at me and saying this, but I'm just saying, I'm looking at myself and I'm prodding myself and poking holes in my own theory here saying, hey, the Saints need this, but this guy's undersized. I just don't think that they're going to stop. I don't think that that's going to stop. And you look at 21 teams in the NFL right now that are playing quarterbacks as their starting quarterbacks that they drafted. You have 11 other teams that have either traded five for their quarterbacks, assuming Aaron Rodgers is traded, and six who have gone the route of free agency, many of them this season, Tampa Bay, Las Vegas, New Orleans. New Orleans went the, 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 the what do you call it? The um, path un- the, what is the phrase? Google says that what I'm trying to think of is the path untraveled. That doesn't feel right. Correct me. Somebody, somebody tell me what the phrase is, but they went the, they went that route, the, the, the sort of unheralded route of going with a free agency quarterback. And I can't sit there and understand that and also sit back and say, well, the Saints aren't going to draft this guy because he weighs a little bit too little. You could put some weight on. And again, Marcus Davenport, who ended his Saints tenure at around 280 some odd pounds, started his Saints tenure at 264. So it can be done. Uh, So yes, is he undersized per the Saints metrics? Sure, for now. Can uh, Can that be fixed after he's drafted? Absolutely. Coming up next, let's get into the nitty gritty. 
How does Felix and Yudike Uzama fit into the New Orleans Saints defense? And how is it exactly that he can bring something that they have been sorely missing? We got that coming up for you as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints, finishing up our draft prospect spotlight and breakdown of Kansas State edge rusher Felix and Yudike Uzama. In case you're wondering, Enudike, Nigerian descent, I believe is that last name, or Nigerian origin is that last name. Uh, Uzama is an Igbo, I-G-B-O, or originating name. That means um, uh, good path, like like path, like good path traveled or something like that. So maybe the good path brings him here to New Orleans. Uh, Felix, Latin. Um, So (laughs) so there you go. Uh, But so when, when we look at Felix and Yudike Uzama, one of the things that I want to point out in terms of his scheme fit in New Orleans really comes down to what it is that he can do differently than anyone else on the New Orleans Saints defensive line. And some of that is that he has a lot of experience from a three-point stance, putting his hand in the ground, but the Saints don't mind rushing their passers from a stand-up rushing position, i.e. standing straight up, just two-point you know, two, two stance. Um, they do this a lot on third downs in particular, which are situations where you want to get after the quarterback, particularly third and long situations where it's an obvious passing down. So right now, and I kind of made mention to this earlier, who is the player that you would say is the go-to quintessential pass rush specialist for the New Orleans Saints? Have to have that guy on the field on third down and, and, and you can't pick Cam Jordan because he's going to be on the field about 70% of the time anyway. So he's going to be there on third down. They don't really have that guy. Maybe Caden Ellis was turning into that guy last year. I think that's fair to say. Uh, Demario Davis is a big part of that, but he's not on your defensive line. He's rushing from your second level. Uh, at least like Caden, they, they would bring down to, to the line and have him rush from a stand-up position from the line every now and then, things like that. But you don't really have that guy as a defensive lineman. So when you go to those NASCAR packages and maybe you have Cam kick inside or you put Carl Granderson inside, probably more accurately, and then you have Cam on one side, Who's the guy that is the pass rush specialist that's on the opposite side? That's your speed guy that can get after the quarterback. I think that can be Felix and Yudike Uzama. Now, you'd love for Peyton Turner to be one of those guys, but you don't know what that's going to be yet, right? Can he stay healthy? Can he stay in shape? All of those question marks are question marks that the Saints are openly pondering, right? You heard Jeff Ireland say that to us directly or ask those questions directly when we spoke to him at the Senior Bowl. So when I look at Felix and Yudike Uzama, I think about him running the arc. So this is this was a, a, a phrase that I mentioned earlier. If you're not familiar with the phrase running the arc, basically what we're talking about is the trajectory of travel that a player, that an edge rusher will take in order to quickly get to the quarterback while avoiding an offensive tackle. And usually that's kind of a parabolic arc. And there's a specific range that you want that to be. You want it to be tight, but you don't want it to be too wide. If it's too tight, you're running right into the offensive tackle that you're trying to avoid. If it's too wide, you're giving the quarterback too much time. And possibly if it's a running quarterback, you're giving them an A gap to just shoot right out of. A gap being the gap between, uh, or excuse me, a, 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 a B, B gap, a B gap to shoot right out of. Wow, that was rough. Uh, between the guard and, and the tackle. And so you don't want to go too wide. And so there's this really kind of nice arc that you want to be able to take to do that. And, and players that can do that successfully are, are players that are said to be good at running the arc. So you want to hit that. This is why like, I always you know, chuckle at the stereotype that like athletes aren't smart people. Like, you have to be extremely smart to play these, you know, to do these things and to understand this and to build this, this for yourself. And this is one of the things that Felix Sanyudike Uzama has mastered in his approach. He's very, very good at running the arc. His bend is one of his best traits. 
And so his ability to be able to do that as a stand-up pass rusher, but also somebody that can come out of a three-point stance, put his hand in the dirt, and still be able to, to run that arc and have all the pass rushing moves that are part of his repertoire, it's a really, really, really good style to add to this New Orleans Saints big, powerful defensive line, especially if you have guys like Colin Saunders that are going to do a good job of eating up double teams in the middle and earning those one-on-one opportunities on the outside. And one of the things that the Saints have not done consistently enough, and you've heard Cameron, Cam Jordan talk about it over and over and over again, is that they get those one-on-ones, but they aren't winning the one-on-ones enough. You've heard that a bunch over the course of the past couple of years. Now, not enough of an issue to keep them from getting 40 plus sacks, you know, year after year after year over the course of, of the recent past. But remember, they just had what, 14 and a half more than that sacks leave the building this offseason. And so if you want to get somebody in there that can help you do that, 20 and a half sacks over three seasons, well, that'll help you get that done, right? There is, there is observable production when it comes to Felix and Yudika Uzama. So I like a lot what he would be able to bring to the team. He's also somebody that you would be able to sort of utilize in, in what's called a wide nine stance. So every alignment of defensive line play has a number assigned to it. A zero tack is lining nose to nose with the center. Sometimes it's called the nose tackle. Lining up one over to where you're in between the, the center and the guard is called one tack. And then it just counts out from zero out to the right, offensive right through nine or zero out to the offensive left through nine. And there's some numbers that shift around eight, seven, nine, stuff like that, as opposed to things being in order. But a wide nine is basically all the way outside of where, out on the outside shoulder of where a tight end would be. And so if you end up spreading out your defensive line and you want to have somebody that can come in and attack from out there as a defensive lineman, Felix and Yudika Uzama has the speed, has the agility to be able to get that done, to run that arc, to have the speed, to be able to come after a pure pocket passer from a wide stance. But again, even tucked more tightly inside, so while it's playing more of a seven or eight, being able to get around as a pass rusher, right? You think about uh, a five tech being somebody that's tucked just inside the tackle or right over the top of the tackle and therefore is really playing more of a run stopping position outside of that over the shoulder of the outside tackle. That's a guy that's ready to come after the quarterback. And a guy like Felix Andidika Uzama can absolutely add speed and agility, bend uh, and a pass rushing repertoire to being able to get that done. To me, there's a lot of good when it comes to Felix and Yudike Uzama and his scheme fit makes a ton of sense because he gives you something, even if you want to utilize, especially if you draft him at 40 as opposed to in the first round, which is possible. If you were to do that and you want to keep Carl Granderson on for first and second down to help out in, with the run, although he has some improvements to make in the run defense game too, and then shift to you know the faster, speedier guy like Felix and Yudike Uzama, when it comes to those third downs or third and longs, if you can work your defense into those situations where he comes after the quarterback, great. I, I really like the fit of this player in particular to the New Orleans Saints, even though he doesn't check the box of six foot five, six foot six, 270, 280 pounds. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I think that he is one of those guys where you, he has the frame to you can add muscle, you can add weight on. And being six foot three and a half or whatever he is, six foot three point one, six point three point two, whatever he is, uh, as opposed to six foot four, should not have so much of a bearing that it makes him undraftable by a team, especially when he's as polished a pass rusher, which is a premier desire for every team around the NFL. You want a quarterback and you want a guy that can get after the quarterback. 
Felix and Udike can flat out, Felix and Udike Uzama, excuse me, can flat out get after the quarterback. And the Saints need a player like that. And there are a couple that they can find in this year's draft, but this might be, might be my favorite early round defensive end prospect. Coming up tomorrow, it's Frenzy Friday, as well as our FanDuel question of the day, FanDuel Friday question of the day. So remember, FanDuel Friday's question this week is, Derek Carr, will he pass for more or less than 4,000 yards? Let me know your answers. I'll give you mine. We'll kind of try to break it down scientifically, not just like, oh, well, yeah, I think he will. We'll try to do <laughs> Hank Hill's back, y'all. Uh, we'll find another way to do that. And then for Frenzy Friday, we'll get another mock draft in. Let's see what happens if you take Felix and Yudike Uzama in round one. We did one yesterday with him in round two. Let's have a little bit more fun. So we got that coming up for you in tomorrow's episode uh, as we continue on every single Monday through Friday. Don't forget to all my everydayers out there and let me know. Shout me out. Let me know if you're an everydayer so I can give you your props as well. Uh, to all my everydayers out there, don't forget we are here every single Monday through Friday. Appreciate you as always. Make a Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And thank you so much as always for making me, a part of your day and a part of your routine for saying yes to me and this show. It's absolutely incredible, all of the support. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.